house is your house and your house is mine My house is your house and your house is mine
Take what you gotta take to stay alive. 
Hello and welcome to a new episode of My House in Your House. Um, this one is the dub edition and uh, we're gonna hear some dubby, heavy, bassy, subby kind of music. And today I have a little surprise for you. Big surprise actually. I'm calling up DJ Electric Indigo. She's going to pick a track and tell a little story about it. And um, we're going to have a little chat with her. She's going to tell us some fun and interesting anecdotes. If you haven't already encountered her brilliant work, you should definitely look into it. What else, what else, what else? Springtime is here. The sun has come forward in the midst of a lot of chaos in the world. Crossing fingers that things can still turn out well in the end. And um, yeah, I don't know. Birds are chippering in the morning and doors are open to the garden. It's uh, good with a turn of... The weather uh, gives some positivity and just a little hope and a little joy. So the first track we heard was from an artist called Isolé, a German artist. This track was called Bleu and is from 98. And the track after that was Simeon Mobile Disco with a track called Hustler. Uh, it's a Shackleton remix and the vocals are from New York singer Chad Johnson. Really wicked vocals, I think. I hope you're digging the dubby feeling. The next track is uh, called Creeper. And uh, it's a little more animated kind of dubby vibe. It's also a newer track from 2011 um, by the artists Benjamin Damage and Doc Danica. Enjoy that really huge, amazing, alive synth that is ever-changing throughout the track. So good, really like it. Just, wow. Are you ready for this? Get your creeper on. Creep, 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 creeper. Here we go.
Yes, the next track you can hear entering about now is my very good friend Bjorn Sveen, an amazing artist who's been making music I think since he was in high school. And um, Bjorn was actually one of the first people, if not the first, to hear my music when I started making tracks on the Roland MC505 that I bought from Ellen Alien. Um, Bjorn and I, we used to lie on the floor and just be very quiet listening to the new track. And he would be so gentle and kind and he would give me a lot of um, positive feedback and tell me I did a really good job and really helped on my confidence in music and uh, just the magic that someone is you know listening deeply to your music that you just made with you i really look back on those moments treasuring them this track is from 1999 called bamsen da gerne ville være bjørn it means the teddy who wanted to be a bear take it away bjørn Thank you. 
Yes, that was a stimming remix of a track called Moses by Sacha Funke and Nina Kravitz. And the track you hear delaying here is called Sweet in the Morning by an artist called Butch. Yeah, what's not to like about that name?
that you can hear right now. Let me try and imitate that. Sounds something like that. And uh, I'm just wondering where it comes from. It's the soul voice. I'm sure it's a sample from somewhere, I think. Anyway, we are about to end off this episode, but didn't forget about your surprise. It's coming after the last couple of tracks. First, it's Karim Moser with the amusing title OS 2009. And then we end up with Dorisberg with the track Mima. And then you'll see what's gonna be cooking. Thank you. 
yes, of course, to a certain degree, but I'm not really interested. When I hear this record, I'm really interested in in uh, the, 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 the memories, especially yeah. if I hear it now, in the memories it evokes and in the overall groove and sound. And I think it sounds really nice. It has a very, like, pristine kind of sound, and I really like that. But I did not spend any thought list trying to analyze what drum machine they would use. It just doesn't play a role for me whether they did use an 808 or a 909 or a combination of both or whether they used the 606 hi-hats, which I personally really like, but mm -hmm. uh, this is nothing that well, you comes see, you have my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I know that the like when you hear track, maybe that's not the first that pops into mind. It's more like the whole thing together and like you know the feel of it. But since I do this podcast, I try to notice uh, more details about the tracks. For example, I noticed there was this voice, this uh, female voice in it, mm. and I read that it was somebody who worked at their label because Ron Trent and Shit Damier had this prescription. Uh, underground label together right mm. apparently she worked for the label and maybe they just uh, hey can you come in and say something we <laughs> we want this on the record or I, I don't know I was just uh, curious uh, I don't know how they how that incorporated her but I, I just thought it was kind of like funny that she would just come in and say something on the record mm. Mm. do you have this record in your collection Yes, I certainly do. I played it a lot. Did you ever play yes. the house set? Yes, we had this uh, when I was still living in Berlin. Uh, at that time, uh, we all loved the Electro Club mm -hmm. uh, run by, by Mo Lohschelder, who is now my booking agent, and yeah. DJ Rock. And I had a regular night there for a little while. That was on Sundays when we would come back from our DJ gigs. We would play house sets at the Electro <laughs> Sunday cool. night. Yeah. And because we, especially rock, rock more than, than I, but uh, I would play like all the Chicago and underground mm -hmm. resistance house sub labels and the house yeah. from Chicago. That was more on this a bit more minimal or repetitive side yeah. of things but yes also strictly rhythm of course uh, or nervous records they, they yeah. put out amazing stuff and yeah. it was kind of in the middle between techno and house in a way these were the tracks that i picked but less the you know the classic salsa or house records or yeah. uh, you know the really early ones from from the Paradise Garage and these kind of like super soulful. <laughs> mm. It's funny you mentioned this that you are always more of techno uh, person, which I also was in the lecture as well. Um, but I have house records as well that I bought vinyls back then. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've been to your place. Yeah, you have yeah. been. Yeah. I remember you have this room packed with vinyls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> is this your library? <laughs> it's still sitting there. I'm just thinking it must have grown since then. 
Not so much, uh, okay. I think, because I hardly buy vinyl anymore because I can't fit it anywhere. Yeah. So I'm trying to get rid of some, but... Uh, but do you always DJ with vinyl or...? No, no. I switched to digital and I really love the CDJs as instruments. It's a lot of fun. So you just have a USB stick? You never got into yeah. the... Serato or truck? Yeah, Serato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because no, I, that I I never that never got me because uh, I, I, it was clear that I don't want to spend even more time looking in this rectangle. Okay, yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, when did we first meet? I think we met the first time when you were booked to play at the Moog. Yes, and I was working there. We met in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. I think around the year 2000, Could that be? Maybe at Sonar Festival. Yeah, that's very, very likely. Uh, if it wasn't in the, in the 90s already. Yeah, maybe 99 or something. Yeah. But you were the coolest bartender. <laughs> you had these like, extremely cool cowboy moves with the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, circus style, juggling. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I had previously booked um, Ellen Alien and... Cora S. Do you remember Cora? Mm-hmm, of course. Wax? Yeah. yeah. And Eva Casal. Mm-hmm. And then you showed up. And I already knew Cora and Eva at that time. And uh, Cora was talking about you. She's like, electric indigo. We have to hear her. <laughs> and then um, when you came to play, Cora was very enthusiastic about it. And uh, we were on the uh, top of the stairs so we could see you. And she was like, she has this really cool dance moves that she always does when she plays. <laughs> and then we were listening to a DJ set or like dancing, yeah. Mindhouse and Dancehouse. This new project of mine, which actually is a non-binary project under the name Thalo, uh, I made an album which was very inspired by 90s house. You know, it was locked down and I was on an island and I was like, you know, feeling down. And every time I connected through the screen and I felt like being physical, felt like dancing. I needed something to lift my spirits, you know, Mm. (laughs) gets me out of the chair. (laughs) um, So, but so it's also curious for me to hear that you actually did play some house sets. Yes, absolutely. And I did buy house records. Yeah. But uh, yeah. There were, for example, there was this legendary radio station in New York called Kiss FM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and super legendary radio DJ. I forgot his name. And a friend of mine had a tape from his show and we listened to it over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was this typical New York, strictly rhythm, um, kind of dubbed out, repetitive house that had this warm feel and was just extremely groovy. It's just great warm party music that makes you jump around Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. wave your hands in the air. (laughs) That's what I love with the house music. It really uplifts the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was so nice talking to you, and um, let's play your track now. Love, lovely to see you, Heidi, yes. and take care, and thank you, you for making the podcast. Okay, uh, take care. 
Gaming Peace.